got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Very and Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Light them up, light them up, light them up. Everybody, June 4, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today... We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. No Barry, but Fabian Barate from La Galera. La Galera. Good job. La Galera Cigars uh, in Indian Head Cigar Company will join us. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, welcome, everybody. Our good friend Dirk Sturt. You know him from the uh, Tur and Derek Dirk. Dirk and Tur. Dirk and Tur. Dirk and Tur Show on, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play or Podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. So Derek's pinching, pinch hitting for Barry Stein today. Yes, sir. Barry is at a prom. No. He's graduation. At graduation. He's, at his, he's graduation. at his prom. He's at, he's at <laughs> <laughs> So uh, thank you for uh, joining and pitch hitting for Barry. Anytime. And so if uh, we accidentally call you Barry, that could become your third nickname. Oh, God. I hope not. Dirk. I Dirk have enough or, or stew bags. They yep. call him stew bags over in Seabrook because his last name's Stewart. Yep. And he's got bags under his I don't. I don't, I don't know where the bags it, it, come it came, from. It came to be one of our customers came in and he just said, hey, stew bags. And I was like, what? He was like, Please yeah, let I was that making that Instantly, you're yeah. like, I'm like... It was like, it, it took no time. Blink of an eye, I'm stew bags now. <laughs> I'll tell you, there was, a, there was a time when I worked in a pizza place and I was the new guy and one of the rites of passages for the new guys was arm wrestling. Everybody had to arm wrestle this six foot four, really kind of skinny, non-musculine, bench woman looking dude. But it turns out he's got this freakish strength. So I'm talking about how I'm the bulldog. I'm showing him my tattoo and I'm going to rip his arm off. Well, we arm wrestle for all of 45 seconds. And at the end, he's kind of British. He says, you are no bulldog. You are a poodle. (laughs) <laughs> and then my nickname for the next five years was Poodle. And any time I see any of those guys from the old shop, Poodle! With that hairdo, you were Poodle. <laughs> that, that, yeah. made it, that made it that much better. <laughs> He's bald. <laughs> He's a bald man. All right. La Galera. Nice. Hey. I, I was practicing, but then when the show started, I failed again. <laughs> it, it, the pressure was on. La Galera. This is the lector. Six by 54. It's part of the Cigar Authority care package. 
Tell us about it, Derek. So this is La Galera made by Hochi Blanco. And this, La Galera is the space where the master rollers are all concentrated in one area. And this is where they make the cigars. Uh, it comes from the Dominican Republic. It has an Ecuador or uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper over a Dominican binder with uh, Dominican T112 varietals along with the extra rare. Uh, Pelo de Oro Leaf and Piloto Cubano and Criollo 98 you got inside. It. You Not got bad. It. Beautiful. Not bad. Beautiful. So uh, it is a beautiful cigar. It's got a red footband at the bottom of it holding it together. We're going to slide that off. Don't buy accidentally. You got this in your care package. Don't light that part of it. You make sure you take this out. Two times last week, I had to reach out and put my hand in peril. And grab somebody <laughs> to a customer because they were about to light their footband, and what? Not just this cigar. There's other cigars out there with footbands. You got to be careful. Pay attention. Don't do it. It happens. Don't do it. You and don't. I almost put the lid end in my mouth. Wow! I felt the heat on my lip, and I was like, "Oh, oh!" You've never once that. done it. Yet. Never done it ever. And I was Derek. Have you done it? I have done it once, and I also saw Big Jim do it once, and it looked like he had a cold sore for about two yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah, I've nice. done it. Yeah. I've done it more than once. I'll, I'll have to admit. <laughs> Talk about not paying well, attention. Thirty-one years in the business, I guess it's bound it's to happen. Well, you get a few beers in, and you can't really help He's it. He's not a drinker. Here we go. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by. Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand while all other cigar brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. And it's good to be back to Salem with the crew because they get it. They do get it. We were in Seabrook, and we're cutting, and a couple of people are doing it, and they, nobody knows what's going on. It was a big crowd, but... No one's playing along. Ah, they weren't. They they weren't prepared. Some of them were slobber cutter users. Yeah, they didn't even bring their own tools to the party. They might be listening. I don't care. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. They know who they are. So So we uh, got we got uh, Sean in our audience. We got Frank in our audience. We got Steve in our audience. That's his nickname. It's Bo. It's Bo. He's Bo. Bo Bo is not. Bo can't be his name though. Bo's not your name. Bowden. 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 So Bo is the nickname. Mm. I know Roberts that are nicknamed Bo. Roberts, the nickname Bo? Yeah, Robert. Bo. Went to school with one. All right, so uh, we took the liberty of printing out Barry Stein's review on this cigar because he's not here, so we should pick on him because that's what we do. (laughs) Pick on people that aren't here. And we're not doing it behind his back. We'll do it if he was right here, (laughs) just so you know. We probably wouldn't, actually. We probably wouldn't. Uh, Barry says the cold draw is reminiscent of social tea cookies. Social tea cookies. I know what that is. Buttery cookie, it, it, with not a lot of sugar to it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cracker, unsalted cracker, unsalted no. cracker. No, uh, he's got a touch of buttery richness and a little bit of earth. Hang on, <laughs> not that either. Uh, the aroma on the foot matches that of the cold draw. I'm getting a little taste like raisin. it smells. Tastes like it smells. I'm, I'm with the... Un- it's a Nabisco in a cigar is his, his synopsis. And I'm getting a little pepper. A little nut. On the cold draw. A little nuttiness. Buttery is a stretch. But you could, you could maybe you could roast your nuts in so, butter. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. I'm not going to disagree. Now, look at All this right. bad boy. 
we're going to be lighting our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. Not only is this a quad jet lighter with the Vertigo's patented big-ass tank, but it also is one of those lighters where the flame changes color to orange and then to red. This is awesome. So you don't lose the flame in a bright background like you're on the golf course, you're shoveling snow up here in New England. And the coolest feature on this lighter is the neck. I believe the term is attenuates. It tilts to a 45-degree angle so that you don't have to sprain your wrist while you're toasting your cigar. Because you know it's difficult to toast with your wrist turned to the side. It's very ergonomic. So you have it just straight up and down. Yeah. I don't have this one on my desk. No, you don't. But I will today. Yeah? I'll be stealing it from the show. Because I like this lighter a lot. This is awesome. This is uh, $155? Uh, you're very close. You're very close. Um, $24.99. $24.99. Big tank, big wheel. No, it isn't a big wheel. No, it's, but it's an easy yeah. adjustment. It's big enough to It looks like that's thumbnail. a wheel. Does that not look it like a wheel does. at the bottom? Yep. Trick me. Trick me. Yeah, that, no. that, that'll be when they put part two, when they right. make it even better and do a part two. The tank, though. Awesome. Yeah, when you have four huge. jets, I don't understand these lighters with four jets and they got little-ass tanks. I mean, you run out after you light your first cigar. Right. You need to be able to light a minimum of ten cigars. At least. Okay, so we got a couple of puffs into this. And now what does uh, Barry Stein have to say I know, You know what? I know when he wrote this. We were down to the last box of Girl Scout cookies from that shipment of Girl Scout cookies okay. that came in. <laughs> the shortbread ones are always the last one to get eaten. He was eating shortbread cookies while he was smoking this cigar, and that's all he could think about. Or he didn't have any, and they were over there, and he was smoking the cigar, and that's all he could think about. <laughs> could be that as well. It <laughs> or they, could. they were all gone. What happened to those shortbread cookies? Oh, I just finished the last of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tastes like shortbread cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like a fried Twinkie. Yeah. This is, this is a, uh, a, a fantastic cigar. The pricing on this cigar, this is even, $5-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five ninety nine. Yeah. Now, they also make a, uh, they make a Habano. Yes. What's interesting about this is the Habano and the Connecticut are supposedly similar cigars. They have, bear the same name. They have similar sizes, and that's where the similarity ends. Right. Yep. 21-count boxes. One's 20, one's 21. Slightly higher price tag. What's going on with that Habano? So the Habano is it's actually an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over a Dominican Corojo binder. Uh, The fillers have Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Palo de Oro, which is a very, very tough leaf to grow. Uh, It actually can infect uh, an entire field, so they have to keep it separate. They have to treat it with extra care, and if it's done right, it tastes amazing, and... This was done right. So it infects the rest of the field. Does it, it have like a tobacco STD? It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it can affect. It could uh, spread tobacco mosaic disease. It could uh, just ruin crops. It's very. Uh, it can. It can contaminate a field. But the flavors that come out of the leaf are unlike any other out there. Hmm. Doesn't sound worth it. This is the best oh. size <laughs> of the line. I've had it all. This is the six by fifty four. It's called Electa. That's the guy that reads to you in the rolling rooms. That would read the news, say, of the day, or maybe even read a book yep. while the people roll. No kidding. Now they're listening. And that's in the old days. Now you don't see that anymore, but uh, I see the lecture tables and the microphone and stuff at some of these things. But um, music's playing and stuff. But yeah. uh, that, that's what would happen. They, they should actually bring it back. Pretty cool. But um, 
This one, I believe, is the best size of all. It does not burn like a $5 cigar. It burns like a $20 cigar. Mm. It is razor sharp unbelievable burn. for the price. And I said it before, the problem is which one do you like better, the Habano or the Connecticut? Um, I actually like the Habano better than even this. But Barry Stein... Likes this better. Likes the Connecticut better than the Havana, which is the opposite. And I am probably the opposite of what I should like, both of them being great. But isn't it weird that I like the Habano better and he likes the which Connecticut better? Which is slightly fuller bodied. It's yeah. in that medium category, maybe slightly less than medium. And th- th- this is medium, too. This is not a, a mild Connecticut. Uh, I'm getting a lot of um, aromatic qualities to it and, and the spices in the nose as I smoke the cigar. My nose is... Yeah, it does definitely have yeah. that kind of spiciness through the retro hell. Is anyone getting carrot? Carrot. No carrot. No. Barry Stein says on the retro hail you get carrot, and you know what? Hang on. <laughs> Where Remember the, you couldn't do that before? I'm getting better. Yeah. So the on a on a carrot, when you don't peel it and you boil the carrots so that they're al dente or steam them so they're al dente, you leave the the, the peel on. Right where the peel meets the carrot. Oh, God. I'm picking up a little bit of that. It's like a tart. But so you're sweet. agreeing with them. In that one case, I have to say on the retro hail, Barron's, you nailed it with the carrot. When did the cigar come out? I went to the 2006? Dominican. This year. No. Yeah, 2006. <laughs> I went down to the Dominican in, I believe it was January, and went over Hochi Blanco's house, and he gave me two cigars, and he said, do not smoke these now, smoke them tomorrow before you have anything else. So we'll smoke other cigars, but don't smoke these now. And I said, okay. Now I couldn't wait, and that's all I thought about. I got up in the morning, I did the Connecticut first, later on I did that, then I went met with him later in the day. I said, outstanding, what's the story with this? And he said, they're going to come out soon, uh, in a couple weeks or whatever, what do you want to do? And I said, I want them. And he said, okay, you'll be the first one to get them because they're not on the market yet to be sold. And this, I placed the first order, so this nice. is the first order of uh, La Galera. Not bad. Hey. Yeah. It looks high quality, too. Oh uh, the, the box, the band, yeah. the wrapper. You get a lacquer flawless. box. Yeah, it, the whole package is beautiful. Gold inlay on the band. Yeah. Yep. It certainly doesn't look like a $5 cigar. No. Right. Unbelievable. They, they killed it. So mm-hmm. I know this is out there to uh, 500 people in the care pack just smoking it. Uh, notice where the ash line meets the wrapper itself. It's, it's the combustion line, uh, how tight that is very tight. for a brand-new cigar. It has no aging on it as far as nobody has any boxes of cigars that have been sitting around for a long time because the brand is, is new. new. Yeah. And I hope to God the FDA ends up making some changes so this can stay on the market. Mm. What, a, what a shame. <laughs> so uh, that's going to take me to a little FDA... Um, Update what's going on. Uh, lawsuit. Finally, finally, it's only 30 days in, so a third of the way in, someone finally said, My God, steps they up. should have shot the day it happened. But finally, and a little company, Global Premium Cigars, Global Premium Cigars are the 1502 people. Yep. Mm. Uh, small brand, small company, but they're sitting around and saying, uh, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to shoot the, the first shot, which I hope is contagious, and everybody starts shooting these shots because it's driving me crazy. Um, they uh, had a dream to put their cigars out, and their dream is now jeopardized by the FDA's 
deeming regulations or dooming regulations, mm. as I like to call them. Yeah. They say it's time for action. The government has uh, uh, overreached by these regulations, and they believe that the fight is important, and they have faith in the U.S. legal system. Unfortunately, I do not have a lot of faith in the U.S. legal system, but they do, and hopefully um, they will pre- prevail and actually be... If it ends up happening and they're the only ones, they're the ones who save the industry. Wow. It's not all the organizations. It's not the big tobacco companies, the bigger cigar companies, which got me to think, hmm, how come the little guy is the one fighting and the big guys with all the money and all that stuff are not doing any fighting at all? Why would that be? Mm, Why would that happen? I'm sure that they have lawyers that they've put together, but no one is coming forward with a lawsuit. The lawyers are doing something else. Hmm. Wasting not, time, not <laughs> fighting, waiting for the for the ninety days to go by mm. when it's too late. Is there something there? I hope not, but I believe so. I hope not. What's your gut say? My gut says that it's it's in their best interest for it to happen with the bigger companies. Yeah, any company that has a multitude of brands yeah. that were out really, I mean, it's February of 07. So right. really, you've got to think of the brands on the market in 06, maybe it bleeds into the next year. Right, because nobody, nobody comes out in January, February with anything. So no. you've got brands from 2006. So any company that is rich with brands from 2006 is either going to be one of the big five or six at when, the, when all the dust settles, yeah. or they're going to be acquired by one of those, as put forth by your uh, theory paperwork that that I saved. Isn't that something, how that goes full circle for a year? So they hired Frank Herrera, a friend from CigarLaw.com, and um, they put together the lawsuit. The deeming rules affected in the lawsuit would be uh, the August 8, 2000 um, date of implementation. Um, Says that that's a problem, and the problem of going back Nine years to February 15, 2007. But as you say, really going back to 2006, because really nothing came out in January, February of two. And I went back to, to old stuff to see what we came in. I went to old two guys' catalogs from 2006. Oh, my God. It's going to be bad. Well, in the, <laughs> it's going to be bad. The reality. Tell us how you really feel, Dave. The reality oh. is, so the... the, the People that listen to our show are going to be in the know, and they're going to go in. They're going to scoff up a few boxes here, a few boxes there of the stuff that's going away. But the vast majority of consumers that come into Two Guys Smoke Shop, one, have no idea that the FDA has any deeming regulations at all. They don't know how much the government's involved. They just know they want to come in and buy a cigar. So they're going to buy a cigar. It doesn't matter if they're going to buy uh, this 1502 cigar or they're going to buy a La Giana. They're going to buy a cigar. When they come into a cigar shop. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. They're going to pay more for it. They're going to pay more for it mm-hmm. because price increases are going to happen. They have already happened. Mm-hmm. And more to follow. There's going to be a user fee that's going to be uh, cost to them, which they're going to use as a cost and expense. And they're going to market that up, mock that up and send it to the retailer who's going to mock that up and send it to the consumer. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this. The consumer themselves is not going to pay more. They're going to smoke either less or they're going to smoke cheaper because people are brand loyal only until that company raises the price to survive. And then the customer says, how dare you raise your price? I'm going to find something that was at the other price point and they go down. You know, the past three or four years... And we, we seem repetitive that we're saying cigars have never been better. 
They peaked. For about three or four years, we've been saying that because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That cigars were pretty much garbage during the cigar boom. And then they started to slightly increase. And then the past few years, oh, my God. The, because change. of competition. Competition which, which is made great. better. Which is healthy. Absolutely. Which is great. And going back, looking through the old catalogs, and I'm saying, oh, my God, that was crappy. It went, and it went away. That was crappy. We stopped carrying it. It's still out there, but we stopped carrying it because it was lousy. Uh, the consumer stopped buying it, so we knew that it was lousy anyway. Then you try it again and say, what the heck's going on with this? And then you're closing it out and trying to get rid of it. And this, these things are going to make their way back into the, into the shop. And at the beginning, I'm saying the consumer is not going to be going crazy buying up these brands, but they, they should. Mm. If well, the educated brands- consumer will. Wow. So uh, back on to this... Um, uh, lawsuit that's going on. Pre-market pathway is costly, time-consuming, and creates extremely high hurdles for cigar manufacturers to meet uh, to meet before they can launch a product into the market. New products into the market after August eighth will not even happen. I'm going to make that prediction now um, because it will take two years to do it. it. Will be very costly to do it, and it will be on a product that is doomed to fail, that, yeah. they, that they're not going to allow onto the market. So who would risk that kind of money to go forward? Maybe the bigger tobacco companies would end up uh, doing it, but well, I don't they, see it because it has no proven record. Doesn't Philip Morse put, I mean, we, there's allegedly 4,000, I believe that's according to Barry, 4,000 uh, entrance payments to the FDA for new cigarettes, and no new ones are coming out. Yeah, right. So Philip Morris is putting the money up. To try to get brands through, and they're trying to find a way around it, and new scientists and studies or whatever that whatever they're doing, no, but they're tr- trying. Right, they try, and nothing gets through, and that's true. But what also is true is people have sued the FDA and won. They have won. So this is the play. The lawsuit is the play right now. Not to try to get your your new cigar after August 8th through because history tells us your odds are very, very against you seeing no one has ever done it before. So I wouldn't bet on that. But if you got some money, go to the lawsuit because that has happened. That's the only thing that worked. Right. So that's what I would do. And I would do it sooner than later. I would have already done it. And he's the first person to do it. How in the vape it? business, people have set the lawsuit. But on cigars, this is actually the first one. And I thank them for doing it because they've not only done it for themselves, they've done it for everybody. Yeah. If this works, they've saved the industry themselves. But you would think that these big guys would have done it. No. This no. is the light bulb that should have went off in everybody's head that none of these other people have done it. Why? Because they benefit mm-hmm. by this happening. It's, a, it's very, very sad to, to even verbally come out and say it, but... They benefit it, from lack of it, competition. Yeah, eliminate, yes, yeah. eliminate the competition. Yeah. But, but eliminate the future of the industry. Yeah. It's going to get so boring. A lot so, of people come in and ask, hey, what's new? And right, of course. They're not going to be able to. Of course. Uh, the 30% rule on warning labels, on packaging, um, they say uh, with a product that has no scientific evidence that this warning that we're sticking on here is true. They're making you put something on that said this box is white when this box is black. Right. It, yeah. And you have to do it. There's no evidence that says this is true, yet we have to end, end up doing it. And, and when you go to the 30% warning label, 30% of the size of the box, if you take a pack of cigarettes, first off, it's 20%, and it's a little package. 
So it only takes up one inch or something. But on a big box of cigars, look at what it's going to take. How about the same one inch that's across there or something? How about every soda company has to put that this product has been proven to rot your teeth? True. It is true. Right. Uh, We got Fifth uh, First Amendment uh, uh, unconstitutional uh, acts that are happening. Uh, Fifth Amendment rights unconstitutional. And uh, the predicate date, which um, is um, violates the Fifth Amendment uh, for due process. Um, and, and this is just some. And, uh, some people have said they've stretched too much. They've asked for too, too much. How can you beat up the guy that actually did the thing? Yeah. It's a very comprehensive lawsuit. Yeah. I read it when Barry posted it on the Cigar Authority website, yeah. and it is extremely, extremely Frank Herrera, you did a good job, my yeah, man. Good job. good job. And uh, you folks at Global Premium Cigars, uh, thank you. 1502 Cigars, we should bring the damn things in. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. Uh, imagine, I, I just unfortunate that... Um, that has that has perspired by that that uh, nobody else is acting, and I, ho- I hope you're listening and somebody acts. And it's been it's been kept quiet, really. I have not seen any kind of news story or anything like that on TV talking about no. it. And that's why a lot of the customers that come in here have no idea what is going on with they, it. They're looking for a hundred thousand signatures, uh, which I think is it doesn't even matter if they got it anyway. But yeah, no. they've got less than ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. So nobody cares, and I care. And, and we, we keep bringing it up on the show, and I don't know if our ratings are dropping because I, I keep talking about it, but i got to talk about it rather than not say it. So, um, But what is happening is rumors happening mm. because of this. No, nothing is getting printed. There's nothing out there, but there's rumors. And you know the guy that spilled a rumor bucket is me. It's only rumors. You're good at this. It's not true, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you some of the rumors I hear. Uh, but I, I will preface this by saying, warning, these are rumors. No facts, except I heard them from multiple people who may or not, may not have heard them from me originally. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the disclaimer. So that's yeah. a disclaimer. So here is uh, some of the rumors I'm hearing. Oliva Cigars. We had talked that Oliva Cigars not only was... Uh, uh, right for the picking. Right for the picking, but was already purchased. And the belief was they went to General Cigar. But now I'm hearing a company out there called Jay Cortez uh, made the purchase. Um, Jay Cortez makes a little brand. They make, they make uh, 300 million cigars, by the way. Who the heck are they? Uh, they're, they're a uh, giant conglomerate, uh, European conglomerate, which is what this industry is becoming anyway. But they make mostly cigarillos. And one of the things they make, you may see on cigar store shelves, are Neos. Right. Little flavored cigars and tins that are distributed by J.C. Newman. They also make a cigar called J. Cortez. I carried, my God, in the uh, d- days before the cigar boom happened. Um, they, uh, I have heard that they um, were the ones that acquired Oliva from three reputable big names in the cigar industry. Was one of those you? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it is now. So that let's say four people. Um, we'll see if, the, if that uh, goes anywhere. Again, just a, um, just a rumor. And um, they would acquire, I guess, um, Nub and Oliva. Right. Both of which I think are going to make it through the 2007. Nub. It's going to be close. 
Was it was Nub on the market in 06? Nub was on the market in 07, but I had said this before that I created Nub in 06 as a different name, right? Fat Boys, I make this brand. In January of 2007, Jose Oliva had me to dinner in Miami. And I smoked the Oliva Nub in January. He had a national sales meeting the following day with all his people, and they released Nub. So then he so would I make think, it. as I say, nothing comes out in January or February. Something did, and it was Nub. All of a sudden, Nub is very, very valuable. Probably the last cigar to actually make it to that date. It probably is, yeah. yeah. They're, they're very safe. valuable. Wow. Um, Altadas goes to Davidoff. You've been saying that. Altadas goes to Davidoff, including the 50% of Habanos, which may or may not have any value to it because the, the Cuban cigars can't come into the U.S. Um, but I'll, I've been saying that that's happening, and now I'm going to actually actually narrow it down and say it will happen within 60 days. Come on. Rumor. All right. I'm making it up, but I'm going to even... Say this is going to no. happen within sixty days. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to refer to the yeah. uh, rumor mill chart that you made yeah. a year ago. Yeah, you had uh, Davidoff acquiring Altadis mm-hmm. and also Padron. Wow, where do you stand on that? Is Padron now too valuable to be purchased? Oh, wow. I think Padron. Would they take themselves well, off the market? One of the Padron moves was Padron took a price increase last year out of nowhere. And usually that is to bring numbers up yeah. so that because it's sold by a multiple of dollars that sure. came in. I'm going to slow that back down a little bit because Padron took a price increase this week again. 30 cents a cigar. Ah. They did it again. Wow. I believe they're driving up their sales. Rumor, no, I don't even want to say rumor. I'm making it up. It's not even a rumor. I'm saying it right now of, what, what do you call this? I'm just, we're just Speculating. Talking. Speculating. Good. Speculation. Why? Because usually when you see price increases, everybody goes up because all of a sudden the cost of something went up and the taxes in Nicaragua or, Fuel the, or yeah, something yeah. ended up driving it. They've done it twice for no apparent reason. Um, and it, it just, something's there. So I think it's going to be a hold up. I think the, the cigar brand is more valuable today than it was yesterday. Yeah. Now, my other question yep. is... In your synopsis last year, you had said that each one of these big companies needed to have some sort of mail-order presence. With the FDA regulations coming through and your speculation that inside of two years, mail-order goes away, is there any value to acquiring a mail-order company at all? Or should they be focusing on brand acquisition? You want to see some fighting. That's when the big guys are going to fight. That's when you're going to see big money and lawsuits and things making that not happen. Uh, it's, we've been there before, and all of a sudden, every one of these big guys' websites, the front page becomes, here's the petition, the sign it, you have to do it right now. They sent mass mailings out to millions of people. That ain't happening right now. No. But when it's going to affect their mail-order companies, you're going to see some mass uh, Things filled out and, and things like that. Yes, Swisher, Swisher, which bought Drew Estates, needs a direct-to-consumer outlet. Right. The direct-to-consumer is Thompson. They're both in Tampa. It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, 
there's an old company from the 60s. And you're staying consistent because that's what you had uh, a year ago. And it's stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. Everyone is for sale. For some, the price is going up because they're more valuable today than they were before this FDA. And for some of them, it's going down. Why would you buy a company that came out after 06 or 07? Why? Because you believe the predicate date is doing it, but what a risky thing. Oh, because, so risky. because this is a final document, according to the FDA. Lawsuits are not being filed except for the one person that did file a lawsuit. So this thing is going through, it looks like. The word deeming really means taking into consideration. It does not mean final. I understand that they said final deeming, but that's sort of uh, an oxymoron. They cancel each other out. Could the FDA be playing... A word game here. The FDA said they're not allowed by law to change the date. They're not allowed by law to well, change the they, date. Well, then this is where the judicial branch of the government's going to come in, potentially. But besides this person, there is nobody suing. It's true. Why, uh, where, does the, where does the IPCPR come down on filing a lawsuit? They haven't done a thing yet. I have a meeting this Tuesday. Let me see what I can do. I'm very aggravated. Like, how, how are these people I'm, I'm still able to have guy. their job? Because they, have, they just bought the building yeah. in Washington, yeah. D.C. They're supposedly trying to fight for our rights. Are they on the take from the big companies? No. But the, the word is that they're trying to get all the organizations, the CAA, Cigar Association of America, CRA. Four years. It's been four, four years. years. I'm with you, brother. What the hell I'm are they you. doing for four years? Well, I'm with you. It, it, the you. day one, the, the Shoot. lawsuit should have already been written. Day one, right here away. you go, FDA. Right you think you. you got paperwork? We got paperwork for I'm, you. I'm, I, I couldn't be more aggravated that, Third, that something's not happening. 30 days in, and we're not hearing anything except press releases. That's it. It's That's nice. aggravating. It is. So anyway, let me uh, finish that off with warning. These are rumors. Uh, <laughs> there are no facts, except uh, I've heard some of these things from multiple people who may or may not have heard them from me. <laughs> You're saying that again. Yes. You're the so, source. Yes, because after I do this, then I get lots of terrible email yeah. of saying that um, you've got no, no, no thing to stand on on this, and you just say it's these just things and stuff. It's just a rumor. Just I said it's a rumor. Stuff it's a hearing. rumor. It's not true. The day it's true, we'll say, okay, this is it. It came out. But isn't it amazing that most of these rumors come true? <clears throat> So that's all. That's a, is it nice to hear rumors? Is it fun or is this so stupid? I, I, I enjoy the conversation, yeah. too. The conversation. We're getting a thumbs up from yeah. our uh, studio we're, audience. We're just talking here. So you, sir, put your shirt back on. <clears throat> yeah. acceptable. So that is it. Next week, Roy Kirby, from New England sales rep for Perdomo Cigars, will join us with a chance for you, listener, to win a $5,000 Perdomo humidor. Such a beautiful humidor, too. So tune in and see what you got to do to... Win that humidor. We're giving one away. The Cigar Authority is giving one away. We're doing it at, at two guys. We have our own humidors we're giving away, but the Cigar Authority itself cool. is giving away one of the humidors. So uh, Roy Tune Kirby in. will have all the details on that. Right now, uh, what are our early thoughts on La Galera? Black cherry. Right where the meat hits the pit, there's the, the sweet and sour thing going on in a black cherry, and that's what I'm picking up on this. I'm getting powdered espresso coffee. When you open up the can, you stick your nose in. I was getting coffee. That's what I'm getting. So you're the taste of what powdered coffee smells like. Yes. Uh, Barron's has no coffee. He has no cherry. What does he have? He has nuts. Tastes nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Does does he? That that really could be anything. I mean, we could be talking. 
Rocky Mountain Oysters. We could be talking peanuts. I don't know where he's going with he tastes nuts. All I know is I, um, I handle this cigar like it's a $20, elegant, yeah. top, top it certainly of the line looks cigar. Like it. it does not look like a $6 cigar. You show up to a party with a box of these, and you look like a high roller. Yeah. yeah. It's a high roller cigar. This is a high-end cigar from the band, the packaging, the cigar itself. The Look at that ash. Perfect. Yeah, it must work out. I can't help but notice the, <laughs> the, the construction on this. The ash is razor sharp. The burn is perfect. Wow, it's unbelievable. All right, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, Fabian Barate. He's the director of marketing for La Galera. Indian head cigar sales. He's going to join us. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker. They talk too much. And they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, Something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsors deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. 
Hi, this is Phil Zangi from Debonair Cigars and Rum, and thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retail Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. It's a weekly broadcast, now over six years running, about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. The FDA is turning back the clocks to 2007, nine years ago. And Hochi Blanco has been making cigars all his life and finally attached his name to a cigar, and it's great. But the FDA is trying to hold him back. With us, Fabian Barate. He's the director of marketing for La Galera Cigars, Indian Head Cigar Sales. Welcome to the Cigar Authority, Fabian. Are you there? Come on. Come on, Fabian. Why did I know this? See, I'd win a bet on this. I would win a bet. All right. Well, uh, we're waiting for Chuck to... uh, you hear me? Here we oh, go. Oh, there you yeah. are. Beautiful. It was on him. He had his mic muted. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Fabian. Is he there? Go ahead, Fabian. I'm here. There you are. Perfect. There you are. Welcome to the Cigar Authority, Fabian. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. So uh, for, for people that are listening, uh, you've been around for quite a while yourself. This isn't your first cigar company. Uh, very quickly, can you tell us uh, where you started and how you got to uh, Tobacco Lera Palma to join with uh, Hochi Blanco? Well, me and Hochi go back for many years, but uh, in the past, I was with Boutique Blends, was in, you know involved with creating aging room swag. Back then, uh, it was Oliveros, right? Dining, and then I went with with Villiger for a little while, created those new brands for them, uh, Cabarete, Trill, and Cuellar. And the right timing came with uh, with Hochi and his brand and uh, the acquisition on India Head. So it just made perfect sense. And we've just been working together for so many years that it was just like, you know, it's a, it's a go-to situation. So you had a lot to do with the, the change from Oliveros to the aging room? Uh, yeah, I, I, I started with Oliveros when it was first Oliveros. And then uh, one of the main first brands that um i redesigned was like the xl for men if you, if you remember back I then, the king habano the Oliveros king habano uh and then uh then the great idea of having swag cigars come into the market and then aging room so ah so um when XL for Men came out, I was actually looking because that was a big ring gauge cigar, and that's actually one that makes the predicate date uh, that was around in 2007, which is going to be pretty important because there's not a lot of ring, big ring gauges out there. So we may uh, be seeing uh, things like that come back if that's the way it goes out. There was a lot of great brands back in, uh, in the Oliveros days that uh, moved very well. Yeah. So did you have anything to do with deciding that uh, Hochi's factory was the one to go to for the aging room? No, not at all. Actually, uh, that was Hank and Rafael. They were very close friends with Hochi. And that's when uh, they, they started working with blends together and stuff like that. Back, this is back in, uh, I want to say, 08. Sure. We're going to say 07, though, just yeah. so. <laughs> just in case the FDA is listening. There we go. Um, so, and, and then you move on to Villiger, and, and Villiger had tried and tried many times uh, to get into the premium end of the business uh, with, with not a lot of luck. And then all of a sudden, you went there, a lot of changes had in packaging, design, uh, pretty cool cigars. It looked like a lot of legs was happening there, and, and all of a sudden, uh, they uh, stripped the company down to, to zero, and it looks like they're ready to start again. What the hell happened there? Um, pretty much, I mean, they, 
Uh, they fired Roy McLaren, which was the president in North, in North America. Yeah. He was seeing a lot of changes. He's the one that really brought me in and saw the vision where we needed to take it to the market and uh, make sure retailers fell in love with the Villager branding, but with the new modern sort of like twist that it's needed, like a boutique type of. Absolutely. Type of and uh, it was doing amazing. Uh, they just wanted to take all control back to Europe. So all the marketing, all the packaging, everything back from over there. So um, I think it was a big mistake. I couldn't believe they did it. I mean, this thing was finally getting legs. I said, this yeah. thing, look, look what these guys did. And uh, just an amazing mistake to me, I think. We'll see what they end up doing. But uh, what ended up happening with Roy? I knew Roy for many, many years through Davidoff, then Gurkha, then he goes to Villiga. Do you know what ended up happening to him? Yeah, I speak to him all the time. He's, uh, he, he's coming back into the business uh, probably by the showtime, I think so. Okay. There's still no you know, open news about it, but I've, I've had some conversation with him, and uh, he, he's soon to be somewhere. Yeah, I, w- I would expect it. He's been gone for, for a while, and uh, you know, I'm scratching my head because usually people that, that are out of the industry, they can't be out for very long. It's in our blood at that point, yeah. and here they, they come. You take a little break, and then you come back. You just you can't leave. This industry is amazing, you know? It's for the love of it. Do you, uh, do you find it a little nerve-wracking coming in uh, with uh, new brands right now with the FDA regulations kind of looming over our heads here? Um, yeah, it was, it was something we talked about since last year. And, but this is something that Hochi has been really wanting to, to develop for years. And it wasn't the right timing with everything. Besides the FDA situation, um, he just wanted to make this happen. And this is like his baby. It's, this is his main, you know, he's came up with brands for other companies for years. He's had smaller brands like uh, for catalog and things like that, but nothing like premium like this. Yeah, so this is like he- the... The guys? main focus, and you know, he wanted to go full steam ahead. And now, with that full steam ahead theme, any plans on filing your own lawsuits? Uh, we've been in talks. We've been in talks. Yeah, and they're actually every week they're in the Dominican Republic. And they, the good thing is that all the manufacturers and all the uh, companies we're all close in Dominican Republic, so everybody's having meetings together. The pro cigar people, everybody. Because I would think, I mean, the 1502 guys are getting an awful lot of play on social media. I mean, if they pull this off, this is probably the cheapest marketing campaign that will yeah. hit the world of cigars. They'll go through the roof if yeah. they pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. I would imagine that whoever comes in number two is going to be able to ride the coattails a little bit as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what, what develops in the next month or so, you know? All right. So tell us about La Galera. Connecticut, that's the one we're smoking right now. So let's talk about the Connecticut first. Connecticut. The Connecticut is an amazing blend. Um, I remember there's a few things special about the Connecticut. Um, I remember back in about 2009 when we were working um, on some of the boutique blends uh, blends and the, and the tobacco and stuff like that. Hochi has tons of, of uh, farms. So he's about one of the top five growers in Dominican Republic. So he has specific farms that he uh, develops new seeds, uh, new hybrids. So back then he was uh, working with the Institute of Tobacco and they married two plants and created this hybrid seed. And what you're smoking there, what, what you're smoking in that Connecticut 
and you get the white pepper, that spiciness, but just smooth about it, yeah. is, a, is a special T112 uh, hybrid seed that he blended. And he only uh, grows it in about two of his farms in the Dominican Republic. All right, so there's something new that's in here. Uh, yeah. It has Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98 from, you know, his Sacago farms and a couple other farms in the Dominican Republic. Uh, the Biner's Piloto Cubano, uh, Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut. But the T112 in the, in the filler, that little spicy uh, lijero in it, that's really what gives it that nice uh, taste to it. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's going to be very, very mild. It, and it really, it's got, a, it's got a little kick to it. It's medium. And, and now as I'm, I'm getting down, it's really starting to pick up and a lot of spice. I'm saying uh, in the nose, oh, holy God, it's really going on. Uh, it, it, it has to be very, very aged tobacco because it's burning so tight and um, like a really high, high end cigar yet six dollars yeah he he was in, he's been saving tobacco obviously he has tons of tobacco but he's been saving special you know stuff that he's been holding off special specifically for his blend so like i told you this is something that's been in, in the works in his mind for all past 10 years and it's now finally flourished what was the thought behind having Products that bear the same name, but having different price characteristics, different packaging characteristics in the Lagolera Connecticut and the Lagolera uh, Habano. Well, you know, I not only am the director of marketing, I'm the director of sales as well for the company. So even when I was with Villiger, even when I was with AJ Room, I was traveling all through the country. So I, I get to see retailers. I get to speak to, you know, shops and everybody and consumers and get to hear what stands out in the humidor? We need to look different, and we need to catch the people's attention. Uh, so that was the, the main goal of the different packaging, but the same branding. Uh, it just it, it gives it a little di- different direction. It's interesting. It, it is. is interesting, and it's selling well. So I'm not I'm not poo pooing it. It's selling exactly. well. And as you can see, the Galera Connecticut, the the box was designed with only four cigar row instead of five, as the usual. So that was also to be shelf-friendly for the retail. Four across and five deep, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Connecticut guy. I, I tend to like milder cigars. And um, when, when I went down there in January, Hochi gave me a couple and told me to wait until the following uh, day on a fresh pallet to light it up. So I went to the Connecticut first, and I thought the Connecticut was outstanding, as I, as I do now. Uh, it, it's usually my go-to thing. And then I lit up the Habano. And, oh, my God, you know, uh, to me, it's even better than the Connecticut. And yet some, some fuller-bodied guys end up liking the Connecticut that, that don't seem like a Barry who's on the show. And, and he, even Derek, right? You're saying yes. uh, uh, you like the Connecticut better yep. there. But uh, I'm saying uh, the, the go-to one here is the Habano. What's different about that cigar? It's not just the outside wrapper, is it? No, is well actually the Habano Ecuador is actually a 2007. We don't promote that as 2007, but he's been aging this for a long time. Wow. Uh, the Dominican Corojo binder is really what sets it nice, you know, perfectly for the combustion side of it. But really, what's special is the Pelo de Oro. It has Pelo de Oro in the filler. Uh, the Criollo 98 and Piloto Cubano is from uh, parts of La Canela and, and Petrolo uh, of his farms. Very, very good. Um, 
this is one that um, I have a problem with when I'm trying to show somebody the cigars, and they say, well, which one should I get, the Connecticut or the Habano? And it's, get them both. <laughs> you have to yeah. try well, them both. Because- my theory on this is that the guys that like fuller-bodied cigars are looking for that fuller-flavored experience, and you're getting that surprise when you smoke the Connecticut, as you're experiencing now, Derek. Yep. Your, your mouth is looking for a greater mouth feel, and you get that with the Connecticut. And maybe guys that smoke milder cigars look at a Habano and go, you know what, that might end up being too strong, and you're surprised surprised by how mellow it is compared to what it looks like. It's smooth and it's so balanced. Yeah. You know, so you've you've accomplished what every great cigar manufacturer hopes to accomplish in that you can cross pollinate in this smoking environment and capture something with the fuller body guys getting a new breakfast cigar and the guys that smoke mild cigars maybe they have their after dinner smoke. Yeah, because the Habano is really mostly about the flavor. It's medium body but full rich flavor. And that's, it has a little complexity to it once you get halfway and, so, and stuff like that. But the flavor is really what really takes the, the cigar to another level. It's fantastic. All right. Now, I've only seen David dance one time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> and it was while he was watching the video, Paola featuring Destiny. Uh, can you tell us about that? Watching with? There was a, uh, there's a music video out there. Did you have anything to do with the, uh, the Paola featuring Dynasty? Oh, yes, yes. Actually, yeah, I uh, directed it and uh, filmed that video for her and edited it. And in it, all of a sudden, halfway through, all of a sudden comes a box of cigars that pops in there. I'm sure nobody but me would look at that because of what else is going on in it. But I see the box of cigars come in and yeah, out. And scantily clad women. Yeah. And he goes, look at the box of cigars. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a swag a swag box. Yes, it was in the, in the video in the video shooting that day. So, so is that this who you are? Are you a, a music producer? Well, that's how I really got into with uh, with into cigars because I grew up with Raphael Stepson, okay, uh, Marcos, which he's a Grammy producer, Grammy winning producer, and uh, for a lot of rap artists. So, I've been DJing and producing music for years. So. Growing up and hanging out with him, I got into cigars because going into the house and learning a little bit about that. And then I went into marketing for for my university, editing and um, graphic design and all that. And that's it kind of like merged into cigars. Isn't that Yet another person where music ties in it, with cigars? This yeah. industry, it's full of it. Um, I was a DJ for 12 years, a nightclub DJ for 12 years in Boston, and then uh, got into the cigar business. I met Jonathan because he's a DJ still to this day. Trying and, to retire. Uh, Trying to retire, right, and, and get just uh, solely into this, but the money is actually too good. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and it pays well, cash. Exactly. No, I, de- I DJed in South Beach, I want to say, from when I was 16 years old to I was 22. Wow. wow. It's one of the few occupations that you can get into nightclubs when you're not old enough because you're the, you're the headliner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So catch music producer. Do you do any of it anymore? Yeah, I still I still do. I got a couple of guys that I, I, I book and do things like that in the East Coast, in Miami, New York, Philly. Wow, okay. But, uh, really, but cigars and everything else just keeps me so busy with everything else. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's got to be something because, you know, Raphael's a musician himself. You, you have Avo Yuvazian. You, yeah. There's so many people in this industry that's... Nick uh, Perdomo with his drums. drums yeah. I know what it is. What is it, it is the contemplative factor of cigars. <laughs> 
Because when yeah. you're in music, you need time to think. You're writing the song, you're producing, you need, you know what, I need to take a little break. And you go to a cigar and it's the perfect compliment to give you that downtime, de-stress you, and allow you to get back to focusing on your craft. Exactly. What, do you, what do you think, Fabian? No, it's, I agree 100%. I mean, most of the time when I'm really actually enjoying a cigar is when I'm playing music or, or trying to put something together or editing or something. You know, that's really when you really enjoy and so now for me. Now, what uh, this is, this is like, you know, like the last interview we can ask this question. Is there anything new coming up? <laughs> <laughs> Indian head sales. Well, you, got, you got a lot of cigars there. We got, we got some, uh, some nice stuff coming out uh, back in, uh, at the show from La Galera. We have a couple of extensions, a couple of wrappers that we're going to... Uh, debut at the show but one of the exciting things is that we knew stuff like this was going to happen so um, I don't know if you guys um, remember Indian Head I mean Dave I know you do from I do Bill Bach for, for years yeah. he's been in the, in the business for a long long time ago so Hochi was actually his Dominican tobacco supplier for the past 25-30 years so uh, when he wanted to retire and sell the company he only would do it and sell it to Hochi so it was the smart thing to do there. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was in with 10 different trademarks and first use of cigars pre-2001. Wow. So that was, the, that was the goal of getting Indian Head. So now we have all these brands that have been selling, that have been doing amazing, so but you, they just need the rebranding. You get to keep your job, which is good news. That I was worried. And you're going to bring these old brands alive. There's no doubt about it. And, and all it needs is some packaging changes. We know the tobacco is good inside. He knows exactly what tobacco it is. He can recreate it. He was the, he's the supplier of the product. Was he actually the one producing the cigars also? Uh, the Dominican cigars, yes. I, uh, Bill had uh, cigars from Nicaragua and Honduras from Placencia. But all the Dominican stuff was from Hochi, so. Okay, so what are some of the brands we can uh, look forward to seeing basically 40 days from now, 50 days from now is the trade show? Mm. Well, actually, even, even now, uh, we just released uh, this past week, uh, we started shipping to consumers uh, Rough Rider Suites. It's actually this beautiful box right here. It used to be like a nice uh, flavored cigar, yeah. but we, changed, we, we didn't make it a flavored cigar, we just made it a sweet tip. Okay. So it's a Rough Rider Suite. It's a Connecticut with a sweet tip. Uh, price point, you're looking at about three twenty-five to three eighty. Oh my Re- god! <laughs> you you guys are going to be the value company that's out there. It always was. Uh, Bill stuff was always uh, very low priced, uh, good quality cigars. Anyway, but uh, with with you guys out there, you got to be the only it, thing that is going to be able to handle. I think the price increases that'll come through. You're going to see right. There's going to be the high end cigars suffering. Stuff. Yeah. And the low-end stuff is going to come up into that medium price point. And if you've got a good value, you're going to be hitting home runs. I, I think, I think this, this buy by Hochi of uh, acquiring that company, uh, being the first one to do this before this even happened. So it wasn't like he, he jumped in uh, after the fact. We're going to see a lot of after the facts happen. But Hochi has been this way. I've known Hochi for 20 years. He's been this way ahead of the curve for all these years, it's unbelievable, uh, the moves. I, what i got to do is pay more attention to Hochi and do what he does because yeah, uh, yeah. this guy's ahead of the curve. And I, I think you're in a great position, uh, Fabian, for the future. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's going to hurt a lot of little guys who are going to end up going out and stuff, but, I, but this is one that's going to rise to the top. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, 
when when everything was happening and it was just the perfect acquisition to get Indian heads because he also wanted a distribution venue for La Galera. Mm. You know, we've talked about that his brand for many years. He's had that trademark for a while as well. Uh, it just didn't have the right packaging or the right design. And so uh, he, he brought me on board. He's like, Fabian, you know, he pretty much t- told me whatever you want to do, packaging-wise, whatever you want to spend on bands, if you want to print with Ryder and Holland, whatever you want, this is my baby. Let's go for it. It's beautiful. It I mean, beautiful. the it band is, is beautiful. <laughs> a home run. Great, great. So congratulations to you, Fabian Barate. Thanks for coming on to the Cigar Authority. We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're going to light up an, uh, another cigar whose idea came from a viewer of the Cigar Authority. Uh, we said we were going to do it. We actually really did it. And the uh, listener gets absolutely nothing. As, as we said uh, going in, uh, just in case you're watching now, you get nothing. But uh, thanks for the idea, and we went with it. It's 63 days and counting till the cigar apocalypse. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you're smoking along with us with your Cigar Authority care package lighting up the La Galera Lector, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? 
In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life, music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. What are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios and today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're about to light up a cigar that a viewer on the Cigar Authority mentioned to us while chatting on the chat box. And we said it then, and I'm going to say it again. Great idea. We will do it. But we have no partners here. You get nothing. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. I hate to even put this cigar down, but this cigar builds up in strength yeah. pretty it dramatically. Really this is does. medium plus easy right now. I don't know about plus. Oh, plus. Pepper and zip it yeah. over there with your there's plus. pepper. There's uh, amazing spices. It's, it's not your father's Connecticut. No, it is not. not or your grandfather's. It's not your grandfather's Connecticut. No, it's very different. <laughs> so talk about very different. Take one down, pass them down, pass them around. Uh, and I tried to look back who it was because I certainly want to give you praise, the person that mentioned this, and I hope, hope he chimes in and uh, at least sends us uh, something in, in an email or something so I can send them a, a bundle of them or something. Uh, who knows if we can even keep this cigar going or what, what's going to happen mm-hmm. with it. But this is the Dos Ombre Carpenter's Pencil. Uh, possibly a one and done, but we'll see what ends up happening um, do you have any news on this at all? We're going to just, uh, because of the FDA, we're going to plead the fifth on this one. Yeah, let's not even talk about the blend or anything. 
It has tobacco in it. Yes, because... And it is a perfect replica of a carpenter's pencil. Carpenter's I mean, pencil. Yeah. This is like the exact right size. And it comes in the display box of the um, tool... Love uh, it, Carpenter's David. toolbox, and I worked on it for a year, and uh, it has just recently come in, and I, I think it's a bang-up job. Uh, Jose Dominguez did this for yeah. us, and um, we're at the point where we really truly don't want to say a lot because what we say about a product can and will be used yeah. against you in the court of law. Am yeah. I the only person that when I hear Jose Dominguez's name, you want to sing? sing the song? I hear that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was the idea. It's six inches long. It's flat, box-pressed. Uh, and I brought him a carpenter's pencil, and I said, here it is. Match it up as close as possible. Uh, we even thought about I brought him a carpenter's pencil unsharpened and one sharpened. Oh, smart. So I said, Maybe we make could a make a torpedo. That was the idea of making a torpedo one and a regular one, not a torpedo, unsharpened, sharpened and unsharpened. But we have not got the sharpened version out yet, nor will we probably. Yeah, probably not. We oh. should be cutting these with box cutters. Right. Yeah. Yes. We should be. Um, I'm going to say this because uh, we had the interview with Fabian. I wasn't able to get to what the sponsors deal is this week. Okay. Uh, the current pa- uh, deal ends uh, on Monday. It is seven Fleur de Lorraine cigars for twenty nine ninety nine with shipping included, uh, and that'll be Monday at noon. That it ends and a new pack goes up, and at that point you could be winning a Perdomo humidor, and we'll have the details to follow on right. that. Next week, yeah, the, uh, Fleur de Lorraine is is going very very well, uh, part of the United Cigar Group, and uh, it'll be a shame if that ends up going. It's it's one of our best selling cigars in our store completely, and and that will be a shame. Um, and and this one, I have uh, you know thoughts of grandeur with this thing that this is going to be a big thing. If it's anywhere close to what the regular pencil does, this is a a big winner. And you're looking at a two dollars two dollar cigar here. Two dollars. So uh, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were and continue to raise prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And I love that 3D surround sound on the cut. Audience participating, this is good stuff. So... And you know our listeners at home are doing it as well. Yeah, of course. Be. Of course. They have to. They they, uh, the draw is on the snug side. Not plugged or anything. It's just it's a yep. little bit of a snug you draw. Got, you got molasses? Molasses. Molasses on the cold draw? A little bit of like worn leather flavor. I was going to say there's, a, there's a, a sweet, musty thing. Maybe that is leather. Like you walk into a, uh, one of those old school cobbler shops. That aroma of the leather. Yeah, can the guys oh, eating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys eating barbecue. We'll hook, yeah. you, we'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah. That's what leather tastes like. Yes, Bam. it reminds never, me. I've never in my life until now tasted leather. You never licked it leather belt. That's you nailed that. That's what this it is. is exactly the taste. No, when the strap is in his mouth, it's usually connected to a big red ball. A rubber ball. Yeah. 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 So he never gets the leather <laughs> taste to it. <laughs> to really understand what leather tastes like, you have to do what I did and take a bite on your belt. Like a yeah, legit no, bite? Just, like, just take gonna, it, little nibble. Just, not, not just, yeah. Taste just it. Just a little nibble. Taste it. Taste the belt. Taste I got a $100 Italian leather belt on. I'm not 
Oh, well. Messing with that. I got my $15 Walmart special. Now, so. we don't need a lighter like this. To light this cigar because it's oh, so little. Oh, trim on friend. <laughs> yeah. Go big or go home. Here we, go. we have the Vertigo Intimidator featuring Vertigo's patented big-ass tank. Uh, in no jeopardy, by the way, uh, with the FDA. They're not taking over any accessories. There's not any accessories. Any accessory that is not a delivery system. So a pipe. A merchant pipe. Uh, a pipe a is not an pipe. accessory. What? You cannot smoke pipe tobacco without there a pipe. There will never be a new pipe. There will never be a new pipe. Wow. The pipe is not an accessory. He's saying it's a delivery method. Or it's a, deli- a delivery, delivery system. Correct. Mechanism. So I'm, and I'm not, believe me, but I don't want the FDA tobacco. involved in anything. The pipe itself is not tobacco. But you, you can't can. smoke pipe tobacco without a pipe. Well, you know, they're doing the same thing with the vape industry, too. They're not allowing them to come out with any new hardware. Wow. Saying that it's it is a, delivery a tobacco delivery system. Oh, my God. Which I... I agree in the definition. I don't agree that they should have any oversight whatsoever over any of this. But I feel if you're a responsible adult and you want to partake in heroin, you should be able to do it. Don't Go get behind it. a wheel. Yeah. I'm a little libertarian that way. I know Bo disagrees. Anyway, so the Intimidator retails for twenty four ninety nine. Four jets, color-changing flame. It's the bomb.com. How, how about new versions of marijuana? A new marijuana. Oh yeah, brand. no, that's completely that okay. Fine. That's completely of course. Fine. Yep, hybrids, more THC, bongs, bowls. Inhale it if you want. Papers. You have to. You want flavored. It, you? you want flavored blunts to, to roll them in. Absolutely, yeah. you can go for it. Does this does this apply to their pipes too, or is it just wooden tobacco? Only pipes? tobacco. If you're going to really? use it for tobacco, so if you want to smoke pipe well, tobacco they, through a glass. Yeah. Implement of some kind, I guess you can. But they market those Hookah, glass though. pipes as for tobacco use only, depending on the state you're in. Yes, they do. They do. For tobacco use only. You know an awful lot about this marijuana stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that I should know that you didn't put on your application? Ah, uh, no. no. Should we be urine testing you? Oh, I think we're good. I actually do have to pee. I've been drinking quite a bit of water. I'd like a sample at the end of the show. <laughs> okay. No one's ever got up in the middle of the show to go pee, right? No. no. Never happened. I do it no, every I'm not going to do it. He just did it. He just he, he, he walked off camera and then took off running to the bathroom. It's during a break, take, though. I try to take yeah, care of break. business before I get uh, on. Listen, I drink, happened, I drink a lot of coffee, so yeah. I got I to gotta do what I got to do. Take care of business. All right. With respect to our carpenter's pencil, Anthony writes to us via the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. I generally don't like smoking cigars larger than a 54 ring gauge. I was pleasantly surprised by the 6x70 box press cigar I received as part of the December Cigar Authority care package. It was admittedly a bit of a jawbreaker, but the flavors were great. And it just worked for me while taking down my Christmas lights. Wow, we talk about what was that? Was that the Lagiana 10-4? That was the Cigar Bar, I believe. Oh, Cigar Bar. Yeah. Uh, and listening to your podcast. I, I Her- will Hershey definitely... Hershey had a problem with that, so be- that, that went away. It had nothing to do with the FDA, but... Oh, really? Yeah, that was a, that was oh, a yeah, legit... Her- that was a legit loss. Certified letter. <laughs> You've never... Uh, you could watch the look on his face oh, being no, an indication right. of his balls dropping as he's reading it. <laughs> uh, I'd definitely be interested in a smaller version of the blend. Mark me down for a box... Of the contractor's pencil, and actually it's a carpenter's pencil, Anthony, but uh, you're welcome to order them at any time. The Visit, rip-off uh, version would be the contractor's pencil. But you know what? I don't think there's any time for anybody to rip this off. I know. No way. 
No one ripped off the pencil. I had a company, which I, I, I still could do. Somebody in Europe wanted to take the pencil for the European market, hmm. which that's going to end up happening with some of these brands, that they can go offshore. Uh, they're offshore anyway. The brand is made, but not imported into the U.S., and it goes somewhere else. So some of these brands will uh, possibly be things that uh, will have gray market possibilities, like Cuban cigars, and people will be buying some of these things overseas to be able to get them, and they don't go away. The problem with the overseas market is it's, it's very, very small. My question is, so in the end of this, let's say you have 2,000 brands that are in the United States that have been alive since before 06. Is the FDA's little uh, minions, are they going to be running around with a big-ass book? An army. An army of people. They'll have a list of brands, but are they going to have pictures and know that, let's say, a company... Everybody, including the people that are grandfathered in within 60 days, has to give them a list of all their products. So they're going to create the book. They're going to have a list. And we're going to create the book for them. They're not going to have pictures of it, will they? Well, how are we going to say that this is the product? It'll be in that Uh, that box. How are we going to prove to them that this came out before that date? We're going to have to show them marketing or some sort of material, which may or may not include pictures and uh, information or whatever they're going to... This is another thing. We have 60 days left, and... The paperwork to fill out has not been made yet. What hmm. is to stop, and this is, this is me making this up, so I don't want to hear anything about this. What is to stop Nick Perdomo from putting out his 10th anniversary cigar, champagne, and having some indication, everything is the same about it, except on the band, in little tiny letters, it says, Craft Series Ale. And everything else about it is exactly the same. That's going to have to do with the word substantial equivalence. No, without that. I'm saying he imports it as 10th anniversary. Everything about the box is the same. You can't make a packaging change. It's not a packaging change that they'll be able to tell. The package will be imported into the U.S. But you said something's going to be written on it. So Only on the band inside the box. Only on the band is part of the thing. Could he sneak it in? People are going to be looking for loopholes, of course. And as they create loopholes, those loopholes will be tightened. Because as I said before, this is the beginning of FDA. Not to be the end. It's not whatever is written, and that's it. This is the beginning. There's going to be adding things to this. It's going to continue to be added, added, getting worse and worse. They're looking at, uh, I think it's Canada's, looking for um, completely no packaging. Plain packaging. Plain packaging. Wow. Yeah. And and I don't know what that does. For what reason does that, you know, it hurts the printer, right? Yeah. That's it. At the end of the day. So let's say you have one of Gentleman Chuck Morrison's grill mats. Mm -hmm. And you're going to grill up. Some salmon. We all have it. You don't have one of those, but a very clean tasting. Let's say we all have it and you don't. Let's say that a clean tasting fish, so you don't get any of the fish. Very fresh, sushi grade. I'm ignoring. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you got it grilling up on on his grill mat, and on top of the grill mat, you have a piece of leather, and on top of that, so now you're leather. You're all about leather, (laughs) and you have the barbecue sauce on top of the fish. It's not chicken. It's got to be. It's different than chicken, but there's a barbecuey. Leathery component to this. It's a lot of flavor in this little teeny little cigar. Yeah. Look how nice it burns. It's very nice. It I gotta nice. say. Yeah, Jose, you you nailed it on this, buddy. Definitely the barbecue going on. Now I agree with you that the tight was a little 
in a pretest. Once we lit the cigar, the thing opened, it opened up. up. I'm getting. I'm going to throw this out, but the smell of mesquite wood. That's the barbecue. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, and it's it has that kind of like dryness to it, but also has a rich leathery backbone to mm-hmm. it. Derek, you got a good palate. Thank you. Oh, he says it. He's got a good palate. <laughs> no. I'll say it. You don't have gentleman Chuck Morrison's no, grill back. why I say it is, and I've said it to you before, too, when you say it, and, then I, and I took another drawer on it, is it power of suggestion or what no, happened? No, it's really there. I, I yeah. taste it. It's there. I didn't taste carrots in the last one. No, I didn't. So, no, I, I, on the retrohale. It had to be the retrohale, and it was just that, the little dark skin on partially cooked carrots. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You know, the kind of carrots that's so big it has its own split in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, I would say, perce- will be perceived or is perceived as a gimmicky cigar, right? Sure. Yeah. It's gimmicky. Right? It's a carpenter's pencil. It's something I've, that... I've never seen a cigar this small be box-pressed. Mm. So yeah. this is, I, you know, I, the name maybe carpenter's pencil makes sense, uh, but I, I don't see any other manufacturers making something this tiny box pressing it and shipping what it is out. crazy and for the first time i think nobody can <laughs> so yeah. i don't think i'm gonna get ripped off i think i got something but if the fda pulls it away from me as crazy as you are with your ideas yeah you have got a great friend in jose dominguez mm. that he goes down the rabbit he hole likes with it. you he likes it he doesn't even try to talk you out of it he goes you know what let's, let's do, do, it. do it let's do it let's try what i if everybody listen, I've tried a lot of things that never made it to the market. Sure, remember we made that big flat. What, what was oh that? yeah, you tried to you tried to make was a, it ice cream a cookie, sandwich? A cookie, yeah, cookie. You tried to make a cookie. Tried to make a cookie. Tried cigar. To make a cookie. cookie cigar? Yes, was, horrible. And I got samples. We we, we tried everything. It, it never tasted, came out. It tasted good. Did it look good. like a cookie? Yes. yes. I yeah. can't imagine how you really? smoked that. Listen, yeah. this was, was weird. This was, was egg shaped, mushed. I mean, it wasn't even box pressed. There was no no substance to the sides what of it. What did it look it like just, in it, reality? It, it looked like if I you wanted crushed it to my be round, cup. but it didn't quite yeah. get round. It had an oval to it, flat. Oh, and it was it was uh, you, you it, couldn't cut it, it with a cutter. You had to use a knife, <laughs> and, and it was a, it, it burned weird. It was tough, and we tried a whole bunch of things in that. You know, but he keeps saying yes, and you know what? That's it. the lesson. If you own we'll a business it. and a customer comes to you and says, "I want to do this," charge him for it, but do it. So, I, I picture like you know you know the Drew Estate egg. Yes. Yeah. I picture that, but just mashed Flesh down. Yeah. yeah. That's as close as you're going to get. Probably. Yeah, that, that, so th- there was a gimmicky thing. The pencil was was gimmicky Very. to begin with. Uh, nub, which started off as Fat Boy, later turned into Nub, gimmicky types thing. Uh, you got Leaf by Oscar, which. Right, the, very the whole, gimmicky, right? But great. The yeah. whole key to a gimmick, you're going to sell a cigar with a gimmick, but will the cigar perform like this does? And gimmicky and good. Be good. Right. That's so, the key. So remember Trilogy? I've yeah, only Alec seen Bradley, it. I've never Alec smoked Bradley. it. I've only Old seen it. Triangle cigar. Yeah. Very gimmicky. I liked it. We sold the hell out of it uh, back in the day. I don't know if that ends up uh, making its uh, triumphant return uh, back there. But there was people had come out with box press cigars. All box he, press cigars. And he came out with Triangle. Our gimmicky to begin with. Right. That That's, that a gimmick became a gimmick itself, right? and it sells. Right. Would you classify acid as a gimmicky cigar? You know, in other words, cigars that had the flavor, the the um, injection, if you will, of of, of weird flavors yeah. that, that weren't natural. Could, yeah, it wasn't vanilla. Like at that time, before that came out, there was ve- vanilla, cognac, and rum. 
that was all that was out there for flavors. And um, then acid, not even acid, it was Lars Teton comes out with these weird type of things. And that guy was ahead of his time. Huh? Ahead of, way ahead of his time. And as, uh, Lars Teton takes off, and it's got a cult thing going on, and then it morphs into acid, becomes uh, a brand. And uh, Lars Teton, I guess, is still out there, which um, has a value now. I would imagine oh, it does. Uh, it has a value. You got a silo. You got to worry about the um, FDA with flavors. It's not over yet, right? But you got to worry about that. But yeah, th- does the big ring gauge become a gimmick? It certainly Absolutely. was at the beginning. It was a joke. <clears throat> Six and eight by eighty. Are you kidding me? But guys gravitate toward it. Yep. Uh, pairing cigars. Um, Nick Perdomo's craft series, yeah. as an example. Yeah, there was uh, one that that uh, did it with um, con- um, different. Uh, Liquors. Joe Cusano did did it with the different liquors. Remember that one? No. Well, CNC. Yeah, it was called something else though. I can't remember what it was called. I, I, it's still out there. What a shame! I, I can't think of it. Uh, but over the years, there were girl cigars, cigars that were made just for girls. That's just sexist. Um, and then they became all cigars are girl cigars. Yeah, <laughs> they should all be smoking. Here we go. Um, knock yourself off, uh, knock your socks off type of cigars. Really, really Double aero, kilo, yeah. that type yeah. of stuff. Um, that they come right out and say that this is, uh, you know, you're not even going to be able to smoke it. It's a, it's a gimmick, right? Yeah. I've, I've seen pipe-shaped cigars before. You're right. Too. Yeah. Firecracker. Football, Fire. the firecracker, yeah. The football ones that LFD does. Yeah. yeah. Even Opus, Fuente has one. You're right. Yep. Expensive. They make very few. That's what happens there. The whole supply and demand. Supply. concept of seconds or overruns. Yeah. More the seconds. The overrun, listen, if factory does 1,000 boxes, they're going to have 20% overrun to account for damage. And, but, and, and let me tell you, as the guy buying it, because I have cigars produced for me, and when they make too many... You, you're buying the 10% over right. what, yeah. you, what you said. It's the same thing when you Maybe go into not, printing. But that, you, yeah. that's, a regular, that's a regular production thing. If you make a limited edition, do they say to you it's going to be, you know, in your order of um, firecrackers, you order 250 boxes or 500 boxes. Do they say you got to take 550 because that's how many we made? No, but later on, they, they make come, more because there's breakage and things like that, especially firecracker with the fuses and things like that. And later on. this lot of duds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you end up having duds, or you end up having what we had. Remember the um, the firecrackers in the little pack? What yep. was that called? Black, Black bombs. bombs. Yeah, yeah. Black bombs were um, wrong size. Oh, I remember that. So mm-hmm. I go to the factory, and there they are, all the wrong ones. And I go, what's up with this? And he goes, ah, oh, this was a mistake, whatever. Well, what are you going to do with them? We don't know. Well, I have to take them because I can't let them go to a competitor or anything like that, so I actually have to, have to take them. There really is no such thing as seconds, though. I'd like to dispel that myth right now. you got a company like Perdomo that's the, the rollers roll a few less cigars than what they could in a day, and they sit there and they wait for the ones that don't draw on the draw testing machine to come back. They use the same materials, and they re-roll that cigar so that it works on the draw testing machine. Nothing goes to waste. Right. Mm. They're not saying, oh, this one doesn't draw. We're going to put that in a pile and sell it for less money online somewhere. That, that is a farce. Right. The, the, the thing of a second is let's make a different cigar using cheaper material. We'll call it a second of the same brand 
and it's a different cigar altogether because mm-hmm. if you've ever smoked a second of Brand X and a regular one of Brand X, one one hand, one in the other, and go back to back, you realize that they're totally different cigars. It's not a second. It draws fine and everything. Sometimes different country of origin tobacco correct, use. Correct, wow. Totally different This one's thing. made in the Dominican so, Republic. So it's, a, it's, a, it's just and a it's word. And it's copying a Nicaraguan it, it, cigar. You know what it is? It's marketing. Yeah. They get the Seconds name behind marketing. it. Get right. the name behind it. Because consumers, sell. for the most part, aren't... Uh, they're not going to smoke two cigars at the same time. It would be wasteful. Right. All right. Let's see what's up in the cigar world. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Awesome. All right, so what is up in the cigar industry? Uh, today we have a couple couple little facts. Uh, back in March of this year, the city of Chicago passed a cigar tax of 20 cents per cigar. This is on top of the 30%, uh, th- sorry, 30 cent county tax and 36% of the wholesale cost state tax. This week, Iwan Reese is leading the charge to stop the tax by filing legal challenge saying that it violates a state law which states cities in Illinois can only char- change a tax if it existed prior to 1993. While a cigarette tax existed then, there was no cigar tax. Uh, the proposed tax is scheduled to go in effect on July 1st of 2016. So theoretically, that tax would go away completely. It could. If they win this challenge. Yeah, it could. There we go. Lawsuit, lawsuit, yep. lawsuit. Lawsuit. Bring them on. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Davidoff has announced a line exchange extension of the Escurio line with uh, two new large format c- cigars in a Corona Gorda and Gran Perfecto size. They will also be adding uh, Primeros and Cigarillos of that blend to the line. Uh, next up, uh, according to a reader of our site, Mo Barbecue, Walmart has blocked the cigarauthority.com from its in store Wi Fi, at least in one location. What? Yeah. Well, then I'm not shopping at. Oh, I don't shop at Walmart, anyways. <laughs> it's nothing to boycott. <laughs> oh, my God. There. Yeah. Uh, while it's believed that this is the case with other cigar related websites, it's another move of the anti tobacco movement. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. So you can't listen to the cigar authority in Walmart anymore. Those poor workers. They really? can't. Really? <sighs> Man, they're missing out. So, uh, so the amazing thing to me is this guy was listening. To the, <laughs> yeah, he was he goes track, up to track. the manager and goes, "What's going <laughs> on with your Wi-Fi?" <laughs> oh yeah, we don't allow cigar authority inside the shop. Oh my god, good. That's absurd. I think I like it. (laughs) (laughs) We're pissing off Hershey, Walmart. Yeah, what's going on here? We are not pissing off Hershey. He (laughs) is pissing off Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, the first premium cigar companies have filed a lawsuit against the FDA, as we were talking about earlier, uh, reported by the Cigar Authority. The lawsuit challenges the predicate date of 2007. Warning labels and questions if the measure is in violation of the Small Businesses Act is on the table. 
Nice. Wondering. I'm hoping that's going to go somewhere, but we'll see. Uh, lastly, FDA regulations are bad enough, but they could have been worse as language to ban flavored cigars was removed from the regulation by the White House Office of Management and Budget. And it invites you to once again follow the money and see what yeah. is really going on. Yeah, where do you think that's coming from? Oh, one can only imagine, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. It's very obvious. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And then uh, for new trademarks, surprisingly, we still have trademarks coming out. Uh, Dr. Gaby Caffey of Caffey Cigars has filed for Tobacco San Geronimo or Geronimo. 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 And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? Coming up in the Cigar Authority next week, as I said, from Perdomo Cigars, Roy Kirby will join us. He'll tell us how one of our listeners can win that $5,000, if you haven't seen it, $5,000 humidor. Beautiful, beautiful humidor. Uh, Red, I believe. Red. And um, he'll, he'll be on the show, and we'll explain how we can do that. Also, as we celebrate, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison's birthday next week. You going to join us? I'll be here. Here yeah. we go. Work Absolutely. on your birthday. What, what are you, turning uh, 40? <laughs> Big 4-0, baby. Nice. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay, the following week is uh, Father's Day weekend with us, and I, I gave them the out. I gave them the out. I called them up because they're going crazy in the factory. Uh, J.R. and Jose Dominguez, um, who have lots of stuff to produce before the deeming regulations right. take effect. And I said, listen, I know you guys are straight out. And I know Scott Weeks is coming up with his dad, the legendary Nick Weeks. They can handle it. You guys take care of the factory. Absolutely not. We said we're going to come up there. We're going to come up there. Wow. I said, okay, but Stand I'm giving up, you the out. I, I got to say. Um, so they'll be here um, the following week on June 25th. Mike Herklotz from Natchez and Cigars. Uh, he's a smart guy. Been in the industry for a long time. Started here in Boston, uh, working at a cigar shop there. Uh, I'll be very interesting to hear his play on FDA. Um, he since going to Nat Sherman have brought lots of new brands onto Nat Sherman. They have a lot of old brands that are going to be fine. But the, everything he has done, all the hard work that he did since going there, and he did a lot of stuff. Maybe in jeopardy is and, in jeopardy, and no, no lawsuit from Nat Sherman either. Yes, so strange, mm. so strange. Um, is, July- it, is there only one lawyer that will take these cases? <laughs> right. Is that what's going on? Like Frank is saying, listen, these guys. There's a lot of first. lawyers out there, yeah. and a lot of any lawyer would take the case on. It's big money, yeah, huge, and, and so that means nobody's going forward. That's how I look at it. July second, Nick Perdomo is going to call in. We're going to award the winner of the Humidor on the show on July second. Uh, July 9th, Steve Soccer is going to come on, and uh, we're going to see what's going on with him. At that point, he is producing new cigars. We will launch those new cigars on the show. That's July 9th. We're going to light them up, tell them what we think. We'll be the first ones to do it. And then it won't matter because they go away? I don't no. know. We'll see. Under, send up. We're, we're there by July 9th. Uh, so that's as far as I'll go right there. Uh, after that, it's the trade show is going to go on, and we'll have so much news for you uh, at that point. But that's what's coming up in the calendar. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum. 
with our friends They're from coming the coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. All right, so here's the scene. Young lady and her fiancé driving in their car they come up to a stoplight some dude comes up and shoots her fiance in the head killing him dead right there she gets into her purse pulls out a 357 magnum fires a couple of warning shots off in the air scares the assailant off saves her life but don't worry the courts of illinois this is what makes me nervous about your story over there maybe this isn't going to happen they have it under control she faces felony discharge of a firearm. Oh, my God. Even though the situation is clearly self-defense. Wow. To that, I say hold your loved ones close and your handguns even closer. That's insane. That's asylum. Oh, my They're God. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're Crazy. coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, Why'd she do warning shots? The, my warning shot would have been right in the back of his head yeah. as he was running away. I heard a story of uh, there was an intruder, broke into a house, tried to rape a, a woman, exited the house. The husband gets up, shoots him, kills him, and now the husband's being tried for murder. It's insane. Because he wasn't, because the intruder had left the house. He well, wasn't in the house. I heard, a, I heard another one where a guy gets a call from his wife saying that there's an intruder in the house and he's trying to rape her. And I don't know how that ends up happening, how she gets to the phone. But he gets there before the police get there, beats the guy to death with a crowbar, and then faces charges for killing somebody. In his house. In his house. I don't think, I think that's okay. He, why would, agree. Why like, would they fine. bring up the charges? Yeah. I don't even get that. People like you, got a, you got a guy that's attempting to rape somebody, is dead. Good. Right. Right. Yeah. Dead man don't tell lies or whatever the heck it is, right? <laughs> it's like the victim gets screwed. Right. You know? Pun intended. Makes no sense. You, well, I'd shoot him anyway. Absolutely. And, and no, no, I'm going to do it. He, he's dead anyway, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail, and uh, I'd rather than... Uh, Mr. Garofalo, you shot him six times. Why was that? Because no. there was only six bullets in the gun. There you go. Did you oh. see the news story That's earlier it. this week of the, the guy in court who was tried for the murder of his uh, his daughter? Someone murdered this guy's daughter, and uh, the gentleman tackled the, the murderer across the room, ran I across did. the room, I and tackled that. him to the ground. Yeah. And he's yeah. probably in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't blame him. I'd have done the same of course. thing. Of course. You'd be sorry if yeah. you didn't. So uh, pretty amazing. We're a half hour into a $2 pencil. Yeah. Carpenter's pencil. And, it hasn't uh, gone out, and we're doing a lot of talking. I, yeah. I, I brought back up regular pencils because I said this thing is going to be gone so fast, and no. we'll, at least we'll be able to have a cigar, but we don't need to. It's got a good burn w- time. What we need to do is go to break. But when we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison, we'll get Debonair. We're going to dig into the mailbag, and if we've got some time, we're going to go into a classic three-way. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
when you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. 
So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Hi, guys. This is Omar de Frias, owner of Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority, United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live in the Lafour Dominicana Cigar Studios with gentleman Chuck Morrison. He's going to get debonair as we count down 63 days till the cigar apocalypse continues. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And we are smoking the Carpenter's Pencil. We're going to continue to smoke it. Yeah. I had it all set to do another one, but why? Leathery barbecue. You nailed that. You nailed that. Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Stupid. Can we make can we make something? Yeah, for that? we'll make you a little lighter. <laughs> Where did nailed it come from? Nailed it. That's uh, nailed it. it's a movie. Nailed it. Yeah. Isn't it uh, the Simpsons or something? No, uh, I thought it was like the Dwayne Brothers or the Wayne Brothers. Uh, nailed it. Hated it. it. That was on. Hated uh, it. That was hated it. it. Hated in living it. color. Was in that living color. color. Yes. Yeah. In living color. But Damon nailed Wayne's. it. Damon Williams. Thank was you. Was a was a movie line too. Nailed it. I don't know. No, I think he's right. It's a different thing. I think it might have just come from uh, hashtagging on Twitter. Hashtag no. Way it. before that. Way and before. saying it. No, this is an 80s thing. Nailed it. But in the high-pitched voice, like, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about that. Going to no. have to find it. Anybody? I, chat box? Nothing? Okay. Anyway, uh, what do you got in the mailbag? All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Vinny from Jersey writes, hello, cigar liberties. Hello. In July, I hope to take a cigar pilgrimage to the holy state of New Hampshire to visit and shop in the various Two Guys locations. By the way, if you hit all three locations and make a purchase in one day, you get to uh, you do the hat trick and you get a Two Guys smoke shop hat. There you go. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Scott. Oh, hey. hey. Whoa. Whoops. Keep the unlet in, in yeah. your mouth. Did you put the lid in your mouth right there? Uh, uh, no, no. I, I went to go say something, and, and I went to put a... the cigar in my mouth at the same time, and I, it, was, it was a mess. What do you have going on July 9th? Which location will you be in? And uh, what do I have to do to secure three spots in your live audience? Well, that, you just show up. Steve Saka will be here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. There That's we the go. location we're going to do it at. And you are more than welcome. You don't have to reserve a spot. There's always a spot for you, Vinny. Bring your cutter. Be, be prepared to cut along with us. Right. Right. The official bring your cutting. cutter. Bring your lighter. And um, maybe uh, if Steve is packing, uh, he'll... Uh, July, he still can hand you a cigar because as as of August eighth, he can't give you a cigar, so you'll have to buy it. But on that day, because I know we're smoking cigars, you can't get yet. Maybe, Maybe Steve, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, he makes me like he doesn't. Then he recites something <laughs> on the show. I don't know what's with that, but I know you're listening. Um, bring some cigars for our studio audience. They're going to have to sit through this mess. They should at least get something while they can. Because this is going to go away. I think it might be cool to uh, maybe try and get some cigar cartel guys up here too. To Absolutely, join us. that would More be awesome. Kind of like uh, when we released Over Mesa. Yes, yep. yes, yeah. yep. That's we really got to know you. Um, okay, while well, you're living life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is gentleman Jack Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? 
This is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, the proper way to the handshake. When shaking someone's hand, you should reach out, grasp firmly, And without crushing their fingers, give two, that's two, up and down shakes. Then release all while maintaining eye contact. That's the key right there is eye contact. (laughs) I have a question. Please. How about if it's a woman? Same same, same protocol. Same protocol. Man, woman. Yep. Doesn't matter. With the same amount of grasp, you don't limp wrist. The- Correct. Same okay. firmness. Firm. Okay. Confidence. One, two, one, two. Eye contact. Now, the difference would be if she, if she extends her hand like this, you yeah. are to grab her fingers and give her a gentle... No. ...on the hand. I'm if not, she does I'm that. not that guy at all. But... Well, she reaches out. in for a hug? No. <laughs> no? That's creepy. Okay. <laughs> your handshake sets the tone of how your interaction may unfold over the next few hours. If you're too firm, you'll be thought of as having control issues. Or that you're compensating for some inadequacies. Like go. maybe you just have a smaller appendage than you'd like people to believe. Fingers? <laughs> Shaking your hand resembles a handful of mashed potatoes. You will come off as eager to please, weak-hearted, or insecure. Shaking for too long or too little makes you, again, come come off as being too eager to please, vengeful and ill-tempered, or uh, respectfully um, just lame. There we go. (laughs) You should not only have a good handshake, but be on the lookout for those who have a similar good handshake. These, my friends, are the people you want to associate with. I agree with that. If someone does not hold out their hand to shake, simply nod your head and proceed as if nothing happened. So that's leave like, you hanging? Yeah, someone leaves you hanging. Oh. You just, yeah, okay. Do you, say the leave, do you say leave you hanging? I think you got to call them out. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. Nah, you don't call them out. Maybe they didn't see the handshake until too late. You don't want to make anyone Wow, that is the oddest thing when that happens. It's uncomfortable. It no, is uncomfortable, but you just <clears throat> you just nod and you walk away. That's it. <laughs> kind of like when uh, President Obama met uh, uh, Castro down in Cuba. That was the most awkward yeah. handshake yeah. hug thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. There, is, there is nothing worse than going for the regular handshake and someone trying to go for the high handshake, yeah. like 70s bro shake, yeah. Yeah. and you get stuck in this halfway or, between shake. Or the the handshake fist bump meet together, so yeah. it's kind of like a grabbing the fist, up, like, right. yeah. Makes no sense. Still trying to decipher that Masonic handshake, by the way. I think if, if it's a business environment, it's got to be the handshake. There's no fist bump. There's none of that. Correct. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, you're not cutting a piece of wood. It's not forward back no. like this. It's up, down. Up, down, boop, up, boop. down. Two times. Two times. That's the done. play. Okay. Uh, you should shake hands immediately upon being introduced to someone new and say, how do you do, rather than, pleased to meet you. Although they may both appear to mean the same thing, how, you, how do you do is considered debonair, while pleased to meet you 
is considered the bare minimum on the politeness How do you scale. do is ask them a question. Do they have to answer it's you with one that? Of those questions. Yeah. It's one of those questions. Well, to tell rhetorical. you the truth, I got a sore on my lip because no. I use a swab of cutter. <laughs> somebody <What> answer- <laughs> <laughs> if somebody answers you, then that's it. You just end the conversation, walk away. You don't, you don't hang with that person any longer. I think we're going to have to extend this on the receiving end of a handshake. You're right. But that's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, gentlemen, every single time. Are you debonair enough? Yeah, I got handshakes on lock. I'm good with the handshake. Okay. All right. Uh, also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Steve from Massachusetts writes, I heard, Mr. J, I heard you stammering through your paying respects comments, and uh, here are the facts. A coin on someone's headstone lets the deceased soldier's family know that somebody stopped by to pay their respects. Leaving a penny means you visited... A nickel means you and the deceased soldier trained at boot camp together. And if you served with the soldier, you leave a dime. A quarter is very significant because it means that you were there when that soldier died. Wow. Now you know, signed Steve. Hmm. I did not know any of that. I've seen the coins on, on headstones, but yeah. I didn't realize the significance behind it. What That's- it says to me is you get 36 cents if you walk around... <laughs> No, there's a special place every, in hell yeah. <laughs> if you take the money off the headstone and you're not related to that guy. Oh, Debonair way to not ask. Yeah. <laughs> That's the oh. only time where if you find a quarter, you just leave it. Leave it be. Okay, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. Com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, Barry's not here, and he's the champion. Is that right? I yes. believe that is correct. So would it be right for Derek to, to fit in to his spot? And if Derek yes. loses... Yes. Because he, Barry's not here. That, uh, he is, yep. he is are, Barry's proxy. You are pinch hitting oh, for Barry. He's doing all of Barry's responsibilities. So you are Barry right now. Barry, if you're watching... But I'll call you Derek. I'm sorry if I lose. I'm calling you Stubags. Okay, so I guess Derek is going to go first. You know how it goes, Derek, yes, right? Yes, sir. Closest without going over. Yes, sir. Today is the birth date of Russell Brand. Oh, yes. Do you know who he is? I do. British comedian. A very there, funny guy. There he is. Movie actor. Funny. British, He's a liberal. Oh, uh, yeah. British comic actor who became known for his offbeat acting style in Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get Him to the Greek. He's also played roles in Discipline, Disable Me. Dis- Discipline Me. Bedtime Stories in Pinople. I don't even know them. Uh, he's got, he Good got thing ma- you picked this one. He got married to singer Katy Perry in 2010, but he, uh, uh, the marriage only lasted 14 months. So Thank Russell Brand, born today what year? I'm, I'm going to go with 1977. 77. Wow. 
All right. Chuck. Dave put me down for 1981. 81, and Mr. J. 1951. 51 for the points, because they're over. It's uh, 1975. Wow. So, Mr. Jonathan gets one point. We have two questions left. And why did I pick these people? It's because not many people were born on June 4th. Well, you got other things. You could have happened this day, died this day. Uh, I went with it anyway. Today is Jeremy Bieber's birthday. Jeremy Justin Bieber. Bieber's brother? Justin Bieber's father. Oh. Family member, Canadian man who was the father of international pop sensation Justin Bieber. Uh, he has a passion for tattoos and received his first ink at the age of 16. He also had a strong role in Justin Bieber's life despite never being married to his mother. Hmm. Jeremy Bieber, born today. Chuck, what year? I'm going to go with 1965. 65. Oh, so close. 1962. 62. Ooh. Supposed to be writing this ass down. I'm going to say 1960. 1960. Cheating, just like Barry. Yep. Filling right, filling in, right perfectly. in perfectly. Oh, perfect. Chuck, you're yes. the winner. It's 65. It's 75. Wow. 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 75. Wow. I'm a believer. Same wow. I'm a big fan of Justin Bieber's work. I celebrate his entire catalog. Yeah, you do. So, do you have a shrine? No shrine. Uh huh. But I also am a fan of Michael Bolton. Yeah, sure, Michael oh, Bolton. Okay. <laughs> Don't call him that Michael. That no, that no talent ass clown, Michael <laughs> Bolton. So we have one to one, Derek or Barry. You have no points. You have and one question God, left. Mercy on your soul. And this is going to Mr. Jonathan first. Ready? You better write this down, Stewbags. Writing. Angelina Jolie. Angel jo- Angelina Jolie, movie actress, won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for a role in the 1999 film Girl Interrupted. She played leading roles in the films Laura Soft, Tomb Raider, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, directed the 2014 film Unbroken. She dropped out of acting school at the age of 14 to aspire to become a funeral director. She had six children, previously married to Billy Bob Thornton, also the daughter of uh, had a daughter from the actor John Voigt, born today. I thought she was the daughter of John Voigt. She is also she is also the daughter of actor okay. John, John Voigt. She, she is. She didn't have a daughter with him. That okay. would be incest. Okay, she is the daughter. I didn't know she was the daughter of John Voigt. Yes, I didn't know that. George bought John Voigt's. I car wrote it, but I didn't. Yes, he Seinfeld. did. I knew that. All right, she was born. It was the dentist John in Voigt. Sixty-nine, giggity. 69. It's the only reason I'm writing it. you write it down? Wrote it down. Okay. I'm going to go with 76. 76. Way over. Written down, I have 70. I wanted to change it to 65, but I'm going to stick with my initial answer of 70. 70. It's good you did, because not only did you get the point, you got the win. We have a new champion. Wow. Chuck, it is is 75. They all were born in 1975. Wow. Bastard. See what I did there? I like that. Took you you one way, brought you the other. David. The answer was 75 all the way around. So this classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whatever classic you choose, that's the Kinetic, Maduro, Cuban, and Cameroon. It is a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday from now till August 8th, because we can't do it after that, come to any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua on your birthday up until August 8th. And if your birthday happens to fall after August 8th, all the way up to December 31st. Come in on August Swing 8th. on in. 
We'll take care. We're going to cover. That's you. awesome, right? Because yes. that's the last chance we have, and that's it. because you were born after that. Why come in on August seventh, just in case we can't do anything on the eighth, because mm-hmm. it goes into effect on the eighth. Right. Oh, the seventh. We, we have, have to, to say the seventh. You have to come in on the seventh. You have to come in on. Can't give it to you. August eighth is done. Yeah. So come in on August 7th. We're going to have a big day of everybody celebrating their birthday. We're going to give a lot of happy birthday cigars away for the last time. All right. I've Connect. been sitting on this one for a little while. Give it us. Jackson writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Listened to the show without David being there, and his lighthearted nature was missing. When Barry was going on about snack foods, I could hear David laughing in my mind, but it was missing from the show. That show was like a pie missing the sugar. It was dry. Though the servers, Barry and Chuck, tried their best, the chef just couldn't duplicate the pie that David serves. And David stopped listening as soon as he heard the word pie. (laughs) (laughs) I like pie. Just saying. I had a brand called pie. Yes, you did. Nah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Another gimmick. Gimmick. Yeah. It was on. Came out for pie day. 3, 14, 15. That's when it came out. March 14, 2015. And uh, it's not 2007, unfortunately, so that's that. Yeah, it can't be. So is this amazing that we got an hour out of this? Yeah. This would be the one when you tested two cigars at the same time. Oh, yeah. We got an hour out of a teeny little cop in this pencil? Crazy. Impressive. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty you good. Don't, I know for a fact you don't get an hour out of the regular pencil, but this, you, this, you cigar, this cigar is made like a regular... Long-filled cigar. Long-filled so, cigar. It is. Slow burning. It's good for two bucks. Here we go. How do you beat it? Next week, how do you beat it? How do you, Can you keep it on the market? We'll see what happens there. But Roy Kirby from Perdomo Cigars will join us live, uh, and he'll let you know how you can win a $5,000 Perdomo Humidor as we celebrate Gentleman Chuck Morrison's birthday debonair style as the clock continues on the Cigar Apocalypse Tune in and light up with us next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to pick up one of these beautiful carpenters' pencil at your local Two Guys Smoke Shop, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars... You can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. 
choices. Stories.